guys. I want to talk to you today really briefly about something that's been on my heart and mind. I, I know that many of you guys are, are struggling. You're afraid of, of what's happening with this virus and its spread. I know that uh, many of you are, are struggling financially and that times are hard and difficult. I, I just want to share with you what, uh, what 2 Timothy 1.7 says. For God uh, gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. That spirit is the Holy Spirit that Paul is talking about here. In, in the Upper Room Discourse, in, in John 13 through 17, Jesus gives a seminary-level education to his disciples. And, and there he, he tells them, look, I'm, I'm going in John 14, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And that place has been secured by, by Christ because we, as John 15 tells us, we are in the vine. We are branches in the vine. He is, he is the vine and we are the branches and we are in him. That, that is what we are united to him by faith in Christ alone. That, that is who we are. We are his and he is ours. You, you know, if you're married, you know, take a look at your wedding ring and, and what does that signify? It signifies that you are united to your spouse. In covenant marriage, a man and a woman for life in covenant under God. And that's, and that's significant, right? That, that means that you're to grow in, in loving your spouse. You're to grow in oneness and closeness. And, and why is that possible? It's because of Christ. That, that's what Jesus is talking about. We are united to Christ by faith. We have something even greater than, than what marriage signifies in Christ alone. Mar marriage will pass away, but, but Jesus Christ, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 13, 8 tells us, he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He, he is unchanging. It, and he has given us the Holy Spirit. He says, he says that the Holy Spirit in, in this upper room discourse He's telling his disciples, guess what? I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And what is the Holy Spirit going to do? He's going to empower you. He's going to convict you. He's going to teach you and train you in the truth about himself. And so what Paul says in, in 2 Timothy 4, 7, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. The, the word fear here is the Greek word Delilah. It, it, it refers to one who flees from battle and has a, a strong sense of referring to cowardice. Boldness, not cowardness, is a mark of the spirit. You see, in the book of in the book of Acts, for example, we we see the the early we see the apostles marching forward. They they gather together the people of God to to hear the word of God preached. And what do they, the people of God do? They scatter. Right now, right now, it feels like many of us are, are scattered. But guess what? Uh, many, many of our pastors, many of our church leaders, they, they are going the extra mile for us right now. But what they need more than anything is they need our prayers. They, they need us to stand with them in prayer as they minister the word of God, as they, as they, as they do the hard work. And they're, and they're going to visit people who are sick, perhaps, and, and they're struggling and they're hurting. They're going into the to the to the highways and the byways of our day, and we are we are to do the same. You know, it's a matter of love for people. 
that we obey our leaders and what they're telling us right now is to stay home with with all due uh, diligence but as christians we are we are to use we are to exercise wisdom we are to exercise wisdom it is neither prudent nor right for us to go to the store and to stock up uh, obsessively as as is happening in our day in fact i was just up at the grocery store the other day just up the street from my house and that place is completely bare completely bare the, 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 in fact i went to four gas stations I went, I went to a Rite Aid, which is a kind of like a pharmacy type place that, that sells other goods. Uh, I, I found, I found uh, milk there. They didn't have milk at any of the grocery stores in, in the town where I live. I went to, you know, like I said, three or four gas stations, two grocery stores. They, they had no milk. You know, there's going to be people in the coming days that have no milk, no eggs, no, no, none of the, even the most basic things. If this keeps up as Christians, we need to not be hoarders. We need to exercise wisdom and we need to be, we need to be loving. In fact, this is what the great commandment is all about. Jesus tells us to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. And that's good. That's good. And to love our neighbor. It's a matter of neighborly love that we do stay inside and we don't go out as very often so that we're ensuring that if we are sick and we don't know how long that period is exactly but we do know that that it, it is spreading so it's a matter of neighborly love it's a matter of prudence a matter of wisdom it's a matter of love but it's also important that we understand the fear of god a, a proper fear of god uh, it, it reverences god it it esteems him it lifts him high what, what an unhealthy fear of god does it's it's the fear of man it's the fear of, of what might happen or what, what, might, what might be. And, and that's the kind of fear that produces anxiety. It, it, it produces things in our lives that, that God, God does not want. God does not want us to be anxious and, and um, full of anxiety. He wants us to, be, to trust him, to hold fast to, to him. Um, you know, in fact, Jesus says in Matthew six nineteen, "Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For there, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart also." In fact, Jesus continues in verse twenty five through thirty four. And I'm just going to read one verse. Matthew six thirty four says, "Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow." For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. In fact, what, what I want you to grab hold of here today is, is the truth of Philippians 4, uh, 4 and verse 13. In Philippians 4, 4, we're told to rejoice in the Lord. And, and the context there is interesting because we often want to run immediately to Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me, right? But the context is rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. And what is the, what, why can we rejoice in the Lord? Because of the sufficiency of Christ. That, that's the point of Philippians 4, 3. And, and what happens as we get this understanding in our hearts and our minds, we won't be anxious about what's gonna happen. Because we as Christians, we have been, we, we are no longer at war with God. We have peace with God. Romans 5, 1 through 5 tells us that, that we've been justified by faith alone and Christ alone. That means that we've been declared not guilty. We, we are his friends, as we talked about earlier, 
in, in, in John's gospel. But here's the thing. We have no condemnation. There's no, therefore, Romans 8, 1. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Instead, what we have is not a spirit of fear, of the, the fear about things and situations that are happening, but a power and love and self-control. At the, at the head of the fruits of the Spirit is what? Love in Galatians 5.22. At the very head, what does Paul say over and over again? He mentions love. It's, it's a significant thing to Paul. In fact, Paul, what people don't understand even about this is, you know, that great love chapter? It's sandwiched between, in 1 Corinthians, what, what that chapter is actually doing is it's actually a rebuke. It's actually saying, hey, guess what, Corinthians? You're saints, but you don't really understand what love is. So let me tell you what love is. Let me tell you what it looks like. And and this is a significant thing. The, the only not the only re, the only rebuke, the only chapter in First Corinthians that doesn't have a rebuke is chapter sixteen. And, and the only real doctrinal, I mean purely doctrine, not in any sort of corrective nature, is First Corinthians fifteen. You see, we have such a hope because Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ himself, he, he suffered the death in our place and for our sin that we deserve. We don't deserve mercy. We don't deserve grace. But what does God give us? He gives us mercy. He gives us grace. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love, and self-control. Why? Because we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. We are we are indwelt. And what is the Holy Spirit doing? He takes the word and he wants to massage it deep into our hearts, deep into our minds. What does the fear of man do? It fears circumstances. It fears situations. But it doesn't fear God. It doesn't, well, the, because the proper fear of God, remember, it, it it reverences God. It, it, it exalts God. It lifts up the name of God as he's been revealed in the word of God. And what is what is um, what does the fear of man do? It cripples our soul. It it attaches itself. It 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 latches in and it says, nah, I'm not gonna really trust God. I'm not gonna really believe God. I'm not gonna really hold him at his word. But that's not what Paul is saying. Paul says. For God gave us a spirit of, not of fear, but a power and love and self-control. So today, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, my friend. There are challenging days ahead. We don't know what tomorrow will hold. But you know what? Today is full of enough challenges. But you know what? Whether tomorrow is is really hard or even the rest of the day is really hard, guess what I want to say to you? You know what? You have one in Christ who is enough for you. You have one in Christ who meets your need and, and is, is going to continue to meet that need. Through the Holy Spirit, he, he has given you, he comforts you, he's with you. In fact, the, 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 what Jesus talks about when he talks about the Holy Spirit, there's a Greek word, it's called the, the paraclete. The Holy Spirit is described in, in John's gospel as the paraclete. And, and the paraclete is one that's called to walk alongside of us. But he doesn't only walk alongside of us. He's everywhere at all times. He's, he's there alongside of us. He, he's behind us. He's before us. He's in us. He's working through us. At all times, he's God. He knows it all. He sees all. The Holy Spirit cannot be faked out. 
And that's good news. So when Paul says that for God gave us not a spirit of fear, but a power and love and self-control, guess what? You can take that to the bank, my friend. You can take that to the bank. Trust the Lord. Cling to his promises. Hold on fast to the word of God. In doing so, you will stand fast in the midst of this situation that is happening with this virus. I know that it's scary. I know that it's hard. But what God provides is grace. In fact, in James 1, 2 through 3, uh, James says to consider it pure joy, brothers, when you face various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? And it produces endurance. What is endurance? It produces character. And, and we're supposed to let, James says, every good work happen in our lives. You know, from Martin Lloyd-Jones as well, a well-known uh, 20th century preacher. He, he, pre he was a pastor in, in, um, in London. And he said this, that the Christian life at the beginning is one of grace. In the middle, it's grace. At the end, it's grace. And everywhere in between, the Christian life, he says, is one of grace. Get that? The Christian life from beginning to end and everywhere in between is one of grace. God has provided for you through the riches and the bounty of Christ alone. In him are all the, all the, all the treasures of heaven itself. All, all, of, all of the comfort, all the hope, all the, all, all the meaning, all the purpose, all of your identity, all of everything that you have and everything that you are and everything that you will be. It's all, you, it's all tied together and finds its, its apex, its goal, its, its completion in, in our identity with Christ. And it's all because of what Christ has done. And it always will be because of what Christ has done. We haven't been given a spirit of fear. Instead, we can lift up the name of the Lord. We can shine as, as lights, as Jesus says in, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew uh, 10 or 5, 10 through 12. And we can make disciples of the nations. Today is a great day to do that, my friend. Today is a great day. Today is a great day to get in your Bible, to read it, to study it, to meditate in it, to apply it to your life. But it's also a great day. Make no mistake about it. To go and make disciples. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. So go. Go spread the name of Christ for, the fame, for his fame and for his glory. I hope this encourages you to go. Make disciples. Go make disciples. Claim the good news, glad tidings in Christ alone. And I'm praying for you. If, if I can pray with you or for you, if you have a question or just need a listening ear, please email me. My email is dave at servantsofgrace.org. Until the next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.